0: Welcome back to Tried and True, and this is Clay uh, hanging out with you guys uh, for this podcast. We just finished the Royals series and took three of four from the Royals, and boy, oh boy, uh, what a series, and what a weird-ass series it was. Uh, Mitch is not going to be on the pod today. We'll see him next week, but um, my goodness, uh, as everybody thought, a 30-win Royals series team, uh, would be difficult. Um, I I mean, I I speak for pretty much everyone and I thought that the Royal series would be one that we would take, uh, three, maybe even four, uh, from that series and move on and, uh, be fine with that. But, uh, I did not expect the way in which, uh, we would actually play the Royals. Um, what a week it's been just, uh, going over the Orioles series, uh, since the last pod, uh, the Mariners whooped up on the Orioles game one and then lost two back-to-back uh, extra inning games in the most heartbreaking fashion possible. Um, just a, a really tough series that largely, I mean, the bats, uh, Kirby threw nine complete innings, no runs, uh, would be would have been a complete game shutout had the Mariners uh, put up even one run. But um, 0-0 in the 10th, and uh, Cedric Mullins decided to show up. So that really sucked on Sunday. Uh, obviously the Mariners, uh, lost two of three to the Orioles, um uh, dropped two games back of the blue Jays. Um, uh, but now, Hey, one, three of four from the Royals now, uh, because of the blue Jays off day, the Mariners are just a half game back from the wild card. Um, and the big storylines, I think, uh, there, there's a couple here. Um, uh, one from the Royal series, Emerson Hancocked, pitch really really well um I think we we all have like a big sigh of relief uh overall of how you know he's pitching and how well he's doing so uh the Mariners find themselves uh in a position where uh getting Brian Wu back he's been confirmed that he's actually going to be starting in the White Sox series so we won't see him in Houston but we will see him in Chicago um man would it would it not be sweet to take two of three from Houston after uh, winning three of four from the Royals. Um, it makes you think what could have been had the Mariners just uh, scored a run on Sunday against the Orioles, taking two of three from them as well. Uh, but at last, we move on. So, uh, you know, organized show today. We're going to talk about um, the Royal series. We'll talk about what's upcoming. We have a lot of Julio talk just because, uh, I mean, it, we can't we can't talk about the Mariners right now without Julio. He's absolutely on a devastating war path right now uh, with how he is hitting, and uh, we we I don't know if we've seen Julio this good. There were some there was some talk about Julio not being clutch. There was some talk about Julio, uh, not coming through for the Mariners in the late innings. And I think he put all of that to rest, um, uh, in the last game of the Royals series with the clutch three run home run to win it. Um, and eventually it, it made the difference. Um, but there's a lot of guys to call out right now. I mean, um, you know, we'll talk about Julio, but, uh, first let's dive into the Royal series. Um, you know, the, the Royal series was wacky. It feels like we can never get out of Kaufman. Unscathed. It's a series that everybody dreads. Oh, by the way, we have another series coming up, uh, against, uh, the Royals, uh, he- coming up here pretty soon. So, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. But, um, with a 30 win team, you expect to win almost every game, uh, you play against them. Uh, and then we have the, yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about some of the future state, uh, future schedule of the Mariners. But, um, first the Royals series, um, like I said, just a wacky series. Uh, the first game of the series, uh, being, being one that, uh, we barely got, got out, uh, got out of, uh, we lost a game in extra innings on a squeeze bunt, um, after blowing a huge lead. Um, and then we, uh, we come back in the ninth inning in the third game and Julio has to hit a three run bomb in the fourth game in order to, uh, take, uh, take the lead there. So just, uh, what a scrappy, pesky Royals team that exists. There's not a a member on that team that, um, seems to be playing extraordinarily well, except, uh, except for, um, our boy at shortstop, um, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. is just a menace right like Bobby Witt Jr. as a whole has been uh, terrorizing the Mariners for uh, as long as I can remember but now uh, looking at the last three games uh, he had three or sorry looking at the last four games um, just going down the list of Bobby Witt Jr. uh, first game he goes four for five. Um, I apologize. He, yeah. So he goes four for five in the first game, gets a, gets a hit in the second game, goes over, uh, in the third and then go, he has another multi-hit game two for four, uh, in the last game. So the dude was just all over the place. Uh, I mean, he, he plays a great shortstop. He's a great defensive player, but, um, uh, for the most part it was just hard to get around Bobby Witt jr. I, he he was just a menace the whole time in Kansas city. So, um, and, uh, they have a few more players that it just, it sucks to play them, you know, anytime, uh, Velasquez, it it seems like he hits a home run against the Mariners every time we play them, uh, and then goes on a cold streak until he plays us again. So, He's another one that uh, it it sucked to suck to play. Um, You know, another notable thing on the Royal series uh, before we get to Julio. The Kirby Kirby outing wasn't great. He only he only went uh, five innings and uh, we really needed him to go deep in that game. He threw 73 pitches, but he gave up four runs. And uh, the last inning that he played, he gave up uh, three three batted balls over 95 miles an hour. So he was just, uh, I think that Scott didn't want to throw him to the wolves. He might've had a, a Munoz, uh, uh flashback of leaving him out there too long. And so we reined him in. And uh, although we thought Kirby would be able to go deep into the game, 73 pitches through five innings, um, just, uh, I apologize. Seventy three pitches through six innings. So Kirby Kirby finishes the day with a, a six inning uh, six inning start, which you know. I think that it would be good for really anybody else we're playing. But when you look at the caliber of player that we have in George Kirby and you look at the Royals, you just see absolute despair in the Royals eyes. So, uh, one of those that we would probably have liked to, uh, extend Kirby on, especially going into the Astros series. Uh, we play them, you know, all weekend long would be nice to have the full bullpen ready, but, uh, Matt Brash, uh, Closing it out in the ninth inning means that we'll have Munoz back uh, tomorrow, which is great and uh, should have a healthy bullpen for the majority of uh, the Astros series. So uh, that's a uh, really encouraging stuff from the Mariners. I think that, yeah, it, it's hard to put your, put your finger on what, how the Mariners are doing right now, just because they're winning games, but they're winning really ugly. I mean, the KC was, probably the ugliest series of the year, um, that we've actually won games in. Um, I I'm forever going to remember the Texas series in 2023, just because we got bludgeoned, but that wasn't the series we won. We got swept in Texas. Uh, and so that, that felt bad, but for some reason, there's a bad taste in our mouth, uh, with a series win against Royals. And like I said, we won three out of four games that's great. That's awesome. The bats are starting to roll a little bit. Um, and again, we'll get to Julio, uh, who, uh, led the charge there and, uh, hit, I believe 12 for 22 in the whole series, uh, which, which obviously, uh, made him one of the best performers of the series. But, uh, you know, I, I think that there's a lot to be desired. Ty France is coming around. His OBP is hovering around 400 for the last seven games. Uh, he went 0 for 5 for, uh, the last game. And I think overall Mariners fans just want to see some consistency. You know, we, we have Teo, who in, uh, the second game of the series, had a five hit game. And then he goes 0 for, for uh, the, the next eight at bats. And then he finally runs into one and hits a double. So, Uh, I I think that overall, the Mariners uh, still lack consistency. You know, they get super hot at great times and, you know, the fan base is fired up, uh, understandably so. Um, but then we run into areas where we just, we just start sucking wind a little bit and the offense looks really bad besides Julio, uh, today, uh, before the seventh inning, we only had three hits. And so there's really not a ton of people contributing when you have Jared Kelnick and JP Crawford out of the lineup. Um, and boy, do we miss JP Crawford? We don't think he's going to be back for the Astros series, which could really hurt, but he might be back for the white Sox series, which, um, would be awesome to have both Brian Wu and J.P. Crawford back. Um, these are the just, these are just the things that, uh, you know, go through uh, our head as Mariners fans because I th- I think that you can see the potential. You can see the, the players um, invested. You can see the passion that uh, they have going out there each and every night. And unfortunately uh, the results just don't, don't, have uh, you know what we've been looking for? We're now eleven games over five hundred, which looks really sexy. Um, we have a really soft schedule for the next. Still, even after the Royal Series, we have nine games against the Royals, the White Sox, and the A's to end uh, our uh, to end August. So we ha- we have a nine real opportunities uh to make a move uh in the wild card and the ao west. Um lo and behold, you know, we're only I-, I know this is crazy to say, um, and I I'm not gonna deem us uh in a position to, you know, win the AOS by any means, but um being three and a half games back from Houston Uh, Going into a series against Houston uh, feels really, really good. Um, You know, they've been playing really well as of late, and so have we. And so to keep pace with a team like that, that's 18 games over 500, I think that it speaks volumes to where we're at as an organization and really where we came from and pulling us up, pulling, uh, you know, the team pulling themselves up from the bootstraps, being able to be in the position to you know, not only get a wild card spot and, uh, you know, there's an outside chance. I'm not, again, not going to deem us eligible to win the AOS here, but, uh, being six games back of Texas, uh, this late in the season, it's exciting. You know, we have, uh, I believe we have seven games against, uh, Texas left on the schedule, which means there's plenty of opportunity against them and Houston coming up. We, Intermixed into a soft schedule. So it's just a recipe for success where we play really competitive games against, uh, the division leaders, um, as well as, you know, uh, playing soft, uh, softer opponents that we should be able to stack wins against. So, you know, um, I've said this from the very beginning. I still think that the Astros are probably going to take the division. Texas did a lot of the deadline getting Chapman, um, getting, uh, Max Scherzer, but I still, you know, uh, they have in- injury concerns. I think that Simeon and Seeger are finally healthy together. Um, but Seager has had been on and off the IL all year. Max Scherzer has been spotty. Um, he's been great since he's been with Texas, but he's been spotty with the Mets, um, it, this year. So, you know, that could come back to haunt him eventually and he might sink back into that mode. Um, so and, and Houston again is getting really healthy. They have, Bregman Altuve back. They have Kyle Tucker playing. They have Jordan playing again. And their pitching staff is healthy for the most part. So we'll see uh we'll see what happens uh in this series coming up. But I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Julio for a second. Um what an absolute tear Julio is on. Um like I said in the very beginning, 12 for 22 uh against the Royals and It was a loud 12 for 22. Um, he was stealing bases. He was a menace on the base paths. He's stolen three bases in the last seven games. Um, and let me just read you this stat line from Julio in the last seven games because, uh, this is incredible. Um, and honestly, the last 15 games, we'll, we'll go, we'll go and extend it, but Julio has two home runs. Is hitting 417 with a 432 OBP and a 722 slugging percentage um, in the last seven games. The last 15 games, Julio has a 377 average with six stolen bases, uh, three home runs, and an on base percentage of 419. And so, man, it, he, he is exactly who we thought he was. Julio is one of those guys that we can count on. It feels like he is finally um, hitting his stride. It feels like there might've been some lingering issues and in- injury concerns um, earlier or in the le- middle half of the year. And it feels like he's fully healthy and fully confident. Um, he's free swinging. He's he's turned into a little bit of a free swinger. He doesn't walk a ton, um, which is a, a concern for sure. He chases a lot of balls outside of the zone. But when Julio makes contact, uh, Julio is one of the best in the league at bat- batting average with balls in play. So his his BABIP is through the roof. His exit velocity on his balls in play, too, are some of the best uh, or in the highest percentile in the league. And so when Julio makes contact uh, uh, overall, it's just absolutely, uh, incredible what the, what the kid can do. And so very excited for the future of Julio Rodriguez in Seattle. I think that all the, all fans, um, you know, even when he signed his contra- big contract last year, we knew that it was going to be a, a long-term, long-term investment in a team that is very, very young. And so Julio's doing the damn thing though. Uh, credit to Julio being able to, uh, you know, Grab this team and, uh, after a really emotionally, um, emotional series against the Orioles at home that didn't fall our way. He was able to, uh, he was able to pick up the team and, uh, hit, hit almost above 500 in the Royal series. And now, now we go to ask the Houston series, uh, with, with a lot of momentum, with a lot of confidence. And, um, Now we have Miller, Hancock, and Gilbert slated to pitch against the Astros here coming up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So really excited to see the outcomes of those games. I think that the Mariners can make a move uh, not only in the wild card, but also in the AL West if they play their cards right. Um, You know, Mitch and I sent out the tried and true tweet. Uh, If you guys want to follow along, we'll drop it in the show notes as well, where we basically mapped out how the Mariners get to 90 wins. And 90 wins isn't so hard. And guess what? Hey, we actually are on a a better pace. Uh, we only accounted for one, one win against the Padres and one win against, or sorry, two wins against the Royals. And so we're two games ahead of our 90 win schedule that we laid out for everybody. And so that's really, really awesome. And honestly, gives, gives the Mariners a little bit of cushion to not have to, uh, you know, have this crazy win percentage through the rest of the year in order to, Get a AO wildcard spot and even better, potentially compete for an AO West position. I believe that the Mariners can win 92, 93 games. They could potentially be in a position um, that they can actually take the AO West. We'll see how Texas does down the stretch. Again, a lot of games against the Rangers moving forward. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of baseball to be played. But overall, uh, I mean, you have to be excited for, uh, about what you see with the Mariners right now. There's a ton of good things going on. Um, like I, like we talked about uh, Julio playing really well. Um, Ty France playing really well. Uh, the pitching staff is as good as always with a top six ERA staff um, and one of the best strikeout teams in the league. One thing that I would watch out for, and I think that is something of note here moving forward is just the strikeout rate. I think Gino, Teo, and Julio, um, at the top of the lineup, they just strike out far too much, uh, and are just rally killers when, uh, they're, they're not playing as well as they should. So, something that I would love to see Scott do is, is break up that rock pile that we have, uh, with Teo, Gino, Gino, and Julio. And I think, uh, he's done a a good job overall. Doing that, putting Julio at the leadoff spot while JP is out, um, breaking up, uh, Gino and, and Julio with France being up there and then Teo dropping in the lineup, um, as he should. Um, and shout out to Cal Raleigh. Actually, uh, one of the cooler stats coming out of this week. Cal Raleigh is the fastest Mariner 250 home runs, uh, besides Alex Rodriguez. So. Technically, second fastest to fifty home runs um, and as many at bats. So very cool from Cal. Um, he he's one of the quieter quieter players that we have on the team, but he rarely takes days off. He is a solid catcher uh, and and a backstop for uh, the Mariners staff. And, uh, just overall, uh, his power numbers this year have been great and something that I look forward to, uh, you know, increasing as we go, but, uh, that's going to do it for the tried and true podcast. We wanted to give you guys a weekly update. Uh, Mitch and I will be back, uh, with a little bit longer episodes in the future, but if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to tried and and we give out multiple posts during the week, a weekly update every single week that is in the form of a newsletter and a weekly podcast as well. But we appreciate all of the love that Tried and True has got. Uh, We have uh, amounted a following count that uh, truly I don't know if we ever expected. So we appreciate everybody for subscribing. Um, If you haven't already, make sure that you do it again in the show notes. But thank you guys and uh, go M's forks up and I will see you guys for the Astro series.